Hey, folks, I know there are lots of business owners who listen to this show. Maybe some of you never planned on running a business, but now here you are. One thing you've always got to keep in mind is how much you're spending on your operating costs. That's one of the first things we had to keep in mind with WTF. And with things costing more today than they did when we started, you want to keep your expenses down. To reduce costs and headaches, be smart and use NetSuite by Oracle, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform and one source of truth. Reduce IT costs, cut the costs of maintaining multiple systems, improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash WTF for more. That's netsuite, N-E-T-S-U-I-T-E dot com slash WTF. All right, let's do this. How are you, what the fuckers? What the fuckinistas? What the fuck buddies? What the fucksters? What's happening? I'm Mark Marin. This is my podcast, WTF. Welcome to it. How's it going? How you doing? How's your how's your diet been? How's your exercise regimen? Is everything okay? Don't don't get distracted on the treadmill. All right. Don't I've I've been that guy where you start stumbling and you grab the handrails and then you gotta step off and straddle the thing so the belt keeps going and then you gotta kinda lift yourself up and get your feet going a little bit so it matches up with the belt and then get back on. Don't do that right now. Don't do it. Okay? Just pay attention. Everything all right? Keep your eye on the road. Hey, hey, put it down. Put it down. All right? It's too early for that shit. Seriously. Come on. So, uh, and also, congratulations. These are all general. I want to talk about my dates a little bit because they are few and far, but they are real. Okay? I'm really performing places. Sorry, Bloomington next week sold out. Sorry, uh, Minneapolis, all those shows at Acme are sold out. Uh, the following week after that in Denver. Denver, I believe there are still tickets. The 21st and 22nd of September. And I'm sure there are tickets in Phoenix on October 13th at Stand Up Live. I don't always see Phoenix as necessarily my city. You, you know, when you do what I do, when you do the uh, stand-up comedy out there in the world, some cities are better than others. I know I got some fans in Phoenix. Uh, my brother's in Phoenix. Uh, I've got people in Phoenix. But uh, it, generally speaking, I don't know if I'm everybody's cup of tea in Phoenix, but that's all right. I've, uh, I've, I've acclimated to being an acquired taste. It's okay, as long as that acquired taste uh, involves enough people to... Uh, to earn me a living, it's uh, it's fine with me. Don't want everybody to like you. If everybody likes you, there's something deep being hidden. That's my experience. And then everybody who likes you generally finds out around the same time. So today, I talked to Burke Kreischer. Uh, Kreischer's got a, you know, he's got a special coming out. It's out. I'm, I'm sorry. I just apologize to myself for remembering something. Uh, his Netflix special, Secret Time, is streaming now. It's, I think it's his first special, his first big one. He's very excited about it. I love Bert, and it was a fun conversation we had here. And after that, I got Ian Bag. Ian Bag's a guy who's always been on the periphery. I've always seen him. I've known him, I feel like, my whole life. I remember when he came down from Canada, and we were coming up in New York, and I just would see him around occasionally and be like, what have you been doing, Ian Bag?" And so uh, finally, after years, I, I said, come on, let's talk on the show. I don't know you, but uh, you've been sort of a... Uh, 
on on the periphery of my attention and in my world for you know decades it feels like you know at least got to be almost 20 years so ian bag uh, is also here today and and that's what's going on so Bert Kreischer, the new Netflix special, Secret Time, is streaming now. I love talking to Bert. He's actually a guy that makes you feel happy and good and fun. This is me and Bert Kreischer. Sometimes I wish I paid more attention in school, or in some cases, any attention at all. There are probably a lot of things I could have gotten more out of, like literature. And now it's probably not in the cards to go back to school and study the classics. But luckily for us, there's a new podcast called The Foxed Page that dives deep into the best books of all time. This is basically like the best possible college English class, but more relaxed and fun. No pressure of grades or needing to prepare something to say in class. It's only the books you want to read and know about presented by best-selling author Kimberly Ford. Everything from Cormac McCarthy to Madame Bovary, from classics like Frankenstein to modern hits like Lessons in Chemistry. I love Ireland, but I missed the boat on James Joyce. The Foxed Page has a three-part series on Dubliners, and that's a pretty great starting point. Want to get the most out of what you read? The Foxed Page is for you. Get it now wherever you get your podcasts. Right, sure. So this is a big Netflix special. This is the big one. I'm I'm super excited. And it's your first Netflix special. First Netflix did the Showtime like two years ago. Oh, that was where I told the machine story. Yeah, and then uh, and then yeah, now I'm doing Secret Time. So did they pay for it? Yeah. Oh, good man. Yeah. So this is your you're, this year's uh, you're part of the the 2018 pack. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> I did one last year, Joe Coy. Yeah. Like they did, they weren't going to give him one, and he's like, "Fuck it, I'm going to get one." So he made his own and then pushed it on Netflix. It was but, a huge special too. Yeah, his was special huge. was amazing. It was huge. Yeah, and for it him. did amazing for him. He's doing like yeah, and he, but he's an interesting guy because he still does clubs every now and then. No, but I think he has markets. But he does clubs because there's more money in clubs. Like sure. he'll do the big theaters, like right. six thousand theaters when he can. Yeah, and then he'll just go to the Addison Improv and sell out fourteen shows. Yeah, do the door deal. Yeah. Yeah, but that's a, it's a lot more work. You got I mean, not that it's a problem, but I mean that's that's the the trade off you're making. But I think he just stole out sold out the entire island of Oahu. Like he just <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> Seriously, he's taping his next special there, and he's like, "I sold thirty thousand tickets." I'm like, "Holy fuck!" I don't even know what I would do for that many people. Uh, I know I'd take my shirt off. <laughs> I'm not taking my shirt off for 30,000 people. It'd be on the big screen, too. Oh, yeah. I can't even gain some weight and make it good for them. Where did you shoot this one? Philly at the Troc. Oh, that's great. Yeah, it was awesome. It was a really cool venue. I've been there. I've played there twice. So, old porno theater. It was. Yeah. it's got a weird history, and the way they've got the stage situated is great. Sort of like they've opened up the back of the pool, you know, you, and it looks bigger than it is. It's an intimate 400 or so, because it's got those balconies. It's uh, And then we took the stage and dropped it down so that I was more in the crowd, because you're literally, it's a rock venue, so you're like six feet above the crowd. Yeah. So we dropped it down, and instead of doing like a little like diving board, which is normally what they do. Right, you mean the little platform, right? Yeah, you walk I did, down to? I did an oval. So you could walk. Front. So you could work the whole room. So you came down from the main stage and you created an oval at the bottom there. Yeah. Oh, and it that's was, great. It was a dream setup. My daughter, this is my favorite story about this. Yeah. First show goes all right. Not that great, to be honest with you. What tape, happened? Tape two. It rained 
and the generators went out. Oh, really? Yeah, and so uh, problems. And so the Technical audience problems. Audience had to wait in the rain for like an hour and a half while we fixed that. Yeah. So the show's an hour and a half late. People they, sh- we are kind of like trying to shake out their umbrellas and shit. They're losing their buzz. <laughs> I mean, even I'm sitting there in the back, just sitting there waiting. Yeah. And so first show was did not go off the way I wanted it to. Yeah. Okay, but not great. Right. Before we had left that night, my daughter, my youngest, my oldest daughter said, hey, dad, break a leg. They were in Philly with us. Yeah. Hey, dad, break a leg. Yeah. And my youngest daughter goes, uh, hey, dad, break two legs. And my wife goes, that's not why they say it. <laughs> she goes, what? She goes, it's, it's back from Shakespearean time. They'd want them to stomp when they, when, when it was something was really good, they'd stomp. So you'd want to do so well that they'd break their legs when they were performing. Right. The, the audience would break their legs. Oh, I get it. So Isla goes, uh, how many people in the audience? My wife goes, 500. She goes, hey, break a thousand legs. <laughs> so the first show goes off mediocre, right? Second show, yeah. my buddy Tony's producing it, and he's like, you know, let's let's have a great show. Yeah. Let's, like, not like, have a great show, like, good luck, like, look at me, like, have a great show. Right. So we go out, and it starts going, you know when, you know when you're in the pocket, yeah. and it's just moving right, and you're like, don't fuck this up. Right. And I get to the one joke, the one booze drinking joke I think yeah. I have in the show, yeah. where it's, it's in the trailer, but I, I had gone to my daughter's parent-teacher conference hungover and still high from the night before i'd brought a coffee and two diet cokes <laughs> and i murdered the coffee before the meeting even starts and then in the meeting they're telling saying they're gonna have to hold her back and i'm like fuck so i grab a diet coke take a sip and as it hits my lips i realize i have a coors light <laughs> in a parent-teacher conference <laughs> it gets a laugh right but then this was the line i, I like is it true 100 percent true 100 percent true <laughs> and uh, mark i brought two fucking coors lights to this meeting i brought two coors lights but the joke is when it when a beer hits your lips at seven in the morning yeah. in a parent-teacher conference that's like a finger in your ass at an orgy you got to real quick decide what kind of man you are do you pull away from it or do you push back into it and i said i push back into it and the second i said that you know it's philly yeah. a beer big beer drinking yeah. they start stomping on the ground like crazy in the truck which is like 200 years old yeah and all i'm thinking is oh my god the show's fucked the house is gonna come down right the and then i hear my daughter going break a thousand legs i go and i get chills telling it right now i'm like we're here and i and it was the it was the best show i've ever had in my life i walked off stage and i was like if we got audio and we got cameras on that I'm the happiest man in the world. And you did. Yeah, and I yeah. And so I'm super excited. I mean I'm fatter than I'd want to be in it. Yeah. But fuck it. But I mean that was sort of your thing. This uh, I guess. No, but what do you mean you guess every <laughs> I never every knew I was fat until Segura said I was fat. I never thought I was fat. Every picture I've seen of you, it's just like you're in a bikini bathing suit or something. Yeah, that's because I'm from Florida. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but like, what you were looking at yourself, thinking like that's a svelte guy. He's no, really but, in shape. No, but I, ne- I never, I have whatever the opposite of anorexia is. Yeah, where I look at myself, I go, I don't look that bad. <laughs> <laughs> and now, now everyone points it out like crazy. Really? Oh my god! I mean, even Netflix. Yeah, like Netflix. Really? They said you were fat. Were they Netflix? Uh, you know how those, those they're like, hey, we're gonna give you a billboard, uh-huh. and you get excited. Yeah, I mean, yeah. guys like right. me and you go, yeah. fucking oh, no, billboard. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. where's it gonna be? Yeah, that's yeah. like yeah. someone going, hey, yeah. telling your mom, we're getting you a yeah. landline. I gotta take a picture of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I go, great, and they go, here are our two choices. We're really leaning for number two. Uh-huh. Number two yeah. is just a shot of my belly, no face, just a shot of my belly that <laughs> yeah. says Burt Kreischer's Secret Time. Yeah, and I saw it, and I was like, and I and I didn't see the right one, and I replied, I go, I don't, I don't know about that, and they're like. We're really attached to it. We really think it's funny. We yeah. really think it's your. It would be great for the special. Yeah. And then I saw it again, and I was like, Ah, fuck it. It's funny as shit. Yeah. And so it's yeah. just your belly. It's just my belly. <laughs> just my belly on Melrose <laughs> your, Avenue. Your round belly. Yeah. Oh my god. But like, 
So okay, so that so they start stomping at the truck. That's an old place, right? It's such yeah. a that is like a great venue, though. It's amazing. It's so because it, it's it's a theater, but somehow it's all it's intimate. We found, like right we on found, top of you. We found it, it was it's great because it's it's they built them the way they should have been told when there was no audio. Yeah. So like it's really intimate, yeah, really yeah. on top of you. And my daughters got to come earlier, and we got to explore the truck, and we found ticket stubs from like 1918. Get out of here. The, yeah. And they and where the, up in the top, the top, top, top. Oh, you went on the rafters. We went into the way, the closed part on the third floor. Oh, really? And uh, I went to the guy. I said, Hey, man, we found these. Yeah. Do you mind if we keep them? And he's like, Yeah. And so we got these old ticket stubs from like 1918. Oh, so like, like your daughter must have been like, wow, we found treasure. Oh, they're going on my poster. <laughs> Fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> I'll put yeah. them in my man cave. <laughs> oh, yeah? yeah? They don't get them? <laughs> they're going to see this special and hate me. <laughs> <laughs> I just talk shit about them the whole time. You do, but oh, nice yeah. shit. How old are they now? I don't know. Is it kids? You don't know? Yeah, no. Uh, 12, estimate? 12 and 14. They just changed ages. So <laughs> you, I go back to like 10 and 13, but 12 and 14. Oh, my God. One's in high school. Uh-huh. And the other one, the other one I was, I'm doing a bit now about yeah. her having her period. Uh-huh. Oh, great. That's yeah. going to be great for them. Yeah, I know. They're going to be really happy when I their friends get to watch it. I don't know another way to do it, it, Mark. Like, I don't know another way to do it other than just tell about exactly what's going on in my life. But like, But not unlike... You know, when you have a wife or a girlfriend and you're thinking about doing a bit that involves them, you usually kind of try to put it past them. You try to get get a, you know them to okay it. Yeah, but have you ever have you ever? Here's the here's the caveat. I just don't know how that works with kids. Have you ever taken a bit that happened with you, and then it works on stage and it's already worked? Yeah. And then you go back to the wife sure. and try to retrofit it. Like, oh yeah, hey, you're cool with me talking about right, you right. farting during oral sex, and yeah. she's like, huh? You're yeah. like, never mind, never mind, never mind. You're like, fuck it, I'll just do it on the road. Right, that's it, like the secret part. Like, I've done bits where I'm like, all right, this is between us. I say that to an audience. <laughs> I say secret time. Yeah. I go secret time, and I tell this, I go, my daughters are dumb as shit. See, but don't tell, like, because I'm on the road. I'm in that's Omaha. Exactly, oh, that's what that means. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. no one, like, sure. my kids will never see it. And then we get to, the, to getting ready to the tape, and I'm like, well, shit, this bit about my daughters is killing right now. Yeah. And then you're, and then you're like, Fuck it up. And then, so I had to clear, I had to clear some stuff with them. Yeah. Like go through it and be like, hey, I call you guys stupid. Are you guys cool with that? And they're like, yeah. Uh huh. I was like, all right, cool. Uh huh. And then I kind of ran by some bits, but some bits, you know. Yeah, they're just going to have to take the hit. They'll say, oh, they'll be smoking pot in college. And <laughs> they're like, oh, pot. shit, you're, that's your dad. That's your dad. Uh, and they'll be like, oh, I've never uh, seen this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. That was when I was 12. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, I think. But I, I make fun of myself as much as them, and I think it's even keeled. No, sure. I, I mean, I, I think that's a good rationalization, and um, you know, I've made that rationalization. <laughs> like when they go like that, hurt my feelings. You're like, but did you see me hurt myself? Yeah, yeah, sure. Hey yeah. guys, hey guys, you guys needed new teeth, right? Yeah. This is oh, how we pay for oh, it. That's how you do it. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> I have no idea what the repercussions of of this generation and maybe the one before us, because I don't remember some comics you know talk about their family but not as specifically as we do you, you know like there's a uh, there's a sort of honesty to comedy now because we all want to make it as personal as possible uh, we have no idea what the repercussions uh, on that next generation is going to be your kid so i would yeah. uh, i would start making notes see you know see how it progresses see what kind of adults they just uh, as a research project it's interesting i never thought of it that way it was originally take my wife please and i'm sure right. people were like so that's your wife yeah and she's like he's a comedian right right and then it There's cut a distance yeah and then it cut to it's my wife my wife's gaining weight and yeah. everyone's like wow that's her in the back row yeah and you're like ah, honey it's yeah yeah 
And then it comes to like one. I put my finger in my wife's ass. Uh, it, it's like, wait, what's happening? That seemed real, dude. I I had to clear it with my dad because I my I talk about my dad in the special, and my dad's not that guy. Like he's not put out there, kind of like yeah, no social media, no nothing, and he's got friends. I know. My I hurt my dad. Yeah, and so I had to be like, hey, dad. I say a few things about like yeah. I talk about him spanking me for the first time, uh-huh. and my and my dad my dad will go always goes oh you got a good imagination buddy yeah. and that shit never happened oh. I was like no I definitely got spanked like what, what the fuck are you talking about right. it was 1975 you don't think I got spanked yeah and he was like I never hit you the way you say and you're like okay just so you know I'm telling everyone the way I say yeah and so he was like I, and he was cool he was like look whatever you say you're a comedian it's about getting laughs. I'm cool with it. I love you. I'm proud of you. Yeah. And so you're like, all right, good. And yeah. Like, well, watch now. Watch the special. And I don't know. He hasn't seen it yet. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote some shit about my. I've always busted out my dad. Yeah. But you know, earlier on, it was kind of hostile. I was kind of mad at. I him. remember. Yeah. But then, like later, like in the book, like he, like it got bad. Like he didn't talk to me for a while. I remember. I'm dude. You, I yeah. Oh, we I'm, talked about it. No, yeah. I'm a I'm a fan of yours. Oh, oh, right. Like my my wife and I have had dinner talking about conversations you've had with people. <laughs> and I, I ended up sending him some money. <laughs> oh, they were good. <laughs> Not re- it was so funny though because I I just started telling this story like when he was really mad at me about the book. I'm like, I got my side of it. You know, if you think that I've cost you something, you know, like if you think that I've somehow hurt your your reputation, whatever. Uh, you know, wh- what do you think I owe you? Really? Yeah, this is a while back. We're okay now. I gotta, I'm got i going to send him some money. So wait, what's the price point? What well, do I need right. to- that, No, no, he goes, uh, $100,000. <laughs> and, and I'm like, I'll send you five. <laughs> and he was like, all right, we're good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I think he was really, he just took a shot. Oh, yeah. See, my mom's the opposite. My yeah. mom is dying to be in the special. Oh, yeah. She's like, and my dad is like, you have any bits about your mom? And I was like, no. For some reason, my mom just kind of operated in that like, almost like uh, I'm not allowed to have dreams type of woman role back in the 70s. Weird like that. Which one you blame? Yeah. Yeah. Because like, I think as I get older that the one we don't blame is probably the one. (laughs) It's probably the- Definitely. (laughs) You know, to be like, whoever's taking the hit, it's the other one. Just it's uh, like you know because I've been pretty hard on my dad, but when I think about my mom, I'm like, oh fuck, she yeah. she did it. And there's I'm sure there's parts of my dad that's like at least he's not bringing up the real shit. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like sure. like there's some real shit that went down in our family where yeah. he's like he's like well thank God he's just saying about spanking. Everyone spanked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, not the not the weird uncle or whatever. Oh no, or the cheating on my wife or <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, that's yeah. yeah. Like I won't I don't talk about that shit, but. Yeah, I don't know if I talked about. Yeah, I, I don't know. They've both taken a hit. My mom seems to be a better sport about it, but you know, lately I don't know. Like I did, even on my last special, I, I took a shot at my dad. But I've I've tried to get a little better about. It. Like I do that line about like, do you remember the day you realized your dad was a fucking idiot? I do. <laughs> <laughs> I do. My uncle told me. I was sitting on the steps of my girlfriend's apartment, yeah. and I, my parents were going through a breakup, yeah. and I was holding my dad responsible entirely. Yeah. I was like, fuck him, he's dead to me, yeah. and my uncle Jerry called me, and he was like, first of all, you're a fucking idiot, okay? Yeah. You understand your dad's a human being, he's a man, he has wants and he has needs, and one day, you will understand that, Mark, I swear to God, as I'm sitting inside yeah. your house, and we're talking about wanting things, yeah. I want a better, it's, I'm going, I want to call my dad and go, so when you're... Midlife crisis started, <laughs> and you fucked everything up. How do I get in front of that? Yeah, no, I know because exactly. I feel like I'm right there with him, like stride to stride. And you, and it's so funny because I resented him for having a midlife crisis right. at the same age I'm having it. Yeah, 
and you go, and now you feel like a weird connection where you. Oh yeah, yeah. I I used to do a joke where I'm like, uh, yeah, at some point as a man, you're gonna have to have that, you know, sit down with your father and just you know look at him right in the eye and go like, okay, how do I avoid becoming you? Because it's happening and I want out. Is there any of? <laughs> Yeah, advice you can give me. <laughs> I've got my dad's body when he was my age. Oh, boy. Like, I can see it. Like, my dad's tits collapsed, like, where it was, like, muscle and then just, like, fat tit. And I, the other day, I'm looking in the mirror, and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm getting my dad's breasts. Oh, my God. So, wait, did you ask him? Uh, no, did you I talk to him about I haven't. I was, actually, this is, like, what we were talking about in the kitchen is, like, right on top of me. So, is that, right. So, you're just kind of putting that together that it might be the midlife thing happening? I think so. I'm not, like, I, like... I just how old are you? Forty five. Hmm. Forty five, and I think everything's going in the right direction. Yeah. I'm really happy with where I'm at. I love my life. I love yeah. my wife. I love my kids. Yeah. But I feel like I feel like I'm um, insatiable. Does it, you know what I mean? Sure. Like I want more. Like I, for me, for the most part, I've been doing it with drugs, alcohol, and food. Yeah. And then I, I just got to a point where I was like, all right, none of that shit's working. It's making me unhappy. Yeah. Not, not booze. Like I'll still drink and, and I'll still smoke pot and I still try to eat like shit, but I right. was like, I need to write this boat and find out what's at the base of it. And then immediately I was like, I want to spend money. Right. And then I was like, okay, we're- But so how long you been like, like you're eating better and yeah. you're exercising? I got a nutritionist. I've, and I've, really? Yeah. I got a nutritionist and I started getting, only because I like- I don't, don't want to die. I don't want to be an- I don't want to be it. I don't want to be- uh, the old comic you see at the store who's drinking booze in the back at like 57 and shaking. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I don't want to be that guy. I'm not that. I was never that guy. Right. And I don't want to slide into that role. Right. And people go, oh, of course, that's Bert. Yeah. So, and, and then I got into, and I think it's all based on me and Tom's bully friendship of like picking on each other you and loving Segura, each other. Yeah. yeah. But I started getting into running marathons and half marathons and triathlons. Really? You're running yeah. every day? I run it today. I ran three more miles this morning. Yeah. Ate healthy. Had a sh- had a, what looked like the identical shake that you had. Yeah. I've been eating avocado just like you eat it. Little sprinkle of sea salt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Except I put red pepper flakes on it. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. And uh, and then you know, like last night I didn't drink, so I knew I was coming here, and I was like, I want to, like I have a busy day today. So I think that has changed on me because last night I would have definitely drank. Like I just would have partied. Until Why? Two what in the happened morning. last night? Nothing. Nothing, Mark. <laughs> Fucking nothing. I just would have drank. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That that might be a problem. Yeah. And so and so like I'm on this more of a path of like let's get this sh- let's get your shit done let's be let's right be a, let's be a tad bit accountable right well no like you got the itch you know so you're a guy you got that thing you got the compulsive uh, bug you know and it's got to be you know you always need a little something dude I connected so I, t- I met this nutritionist yeah uh, Cynthia Sass is her name and, she, and we started talking about eating habits. Me and you are very similar. Me you and Nikki Glazer are very similar in that I don't know how to eat healthy. Yeah. Like I don't, I can really quickly, I heard the podcast you did with her and it, it like, it was like hearing someone say like, oh yeah, I was molested. And then you're like, wait, I think I was too. <laughs> I was like, I think I have an eating disorder. I only know how to, I only know how to not eat. I know how to get my calories down to 900 yeah. and 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 not be happy and go right. to bed miserable and wake up miserable but yeah. i don't know how to eat healthy yeah I'm, I'm trying i'm trying to do it you know oh i'm 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 st- i'm like I'm, i like to eat all the time that's the thing it's like i can eat healthy but i still need to fucking eat all the time my problem is i go to eat and i order two meals because i go i want the meal i want i should order and then i want the meal i want oh uh, so you get so i'll order two meals that's your thing yeah oh yeah i, go, I order appetizer i go make it rain yeah for a while that was my di- my diet was not ordering appetizers right i was like that's my diet i just <laughs> won't order appetizers 
I'm, I'm like, yeah. And and even the other day, I, I said to the girls, I go, what do you guys want for uh, lunch? It's yeah. Sunday. Yeah. I just done the triathlon. I felt like I accomplished it. Sure. sure. You reward yourself. Yeah. Dude, after I did the marathon, <laughs> yeah. I gained 15 pounds within a week. I was eating. I was eating like I had a month to live. Like- I would just get pizzas and I put ranch on the pizza and then sriracha on the ranch. I would just come on like a fucking lunatic. And then at one point I started going, I'm not drinking, but then that means I can drink root beer. So I was murdering root beers left and right. (laughs) It's 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 it's, and for me it's impulse. Like I can't. If you said to me, "You want to have a cigar?" I'd be like, "I love that feeling. I love that like trigger feeling." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if you said, "I haven't had a drink in 19 years. You want to go get a cocktail, Bert?" I'd be like, "Oh, don't fuck my day. Fuck my day. Let's go. Let's go." (laughs) Hey, by the way, congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Well, that's the thing is like I got. It's always something. So I was like, I was off the nicotine for a while, and then like. I started, I had a cigar here and there, but then it's a matter, it's only a matter of time for one a day, <laughs> you, know, you know, and then maybe sometimes two. Yeah. Like fucking real cigars, right? And then you're like, you're like, what am I doing in my mouth? What the fuck is happening? So I got this cold and it got me off the fucking nicotine zone. So I haven't had a cigar in like five days. And now I'm sort of off the, the, you know, the physical addiction of it. Yeah. But God damn, like I feel, I feel that itch though. Like, oh, I just want something. What for for me, something? it was that marathon. When I did the marathon, I quit smoking cigars because I was like, I would really feel the effect on my lungs the next day. Sure. And so I quit smoking weed and marathons for the, or weed and cigars for the marathon. And then I, and then I got to like, I guess the marathon was in like March and I was like, I haven't smoked a cigar in three months. And then I was like, fuck it, I'll plan another thing and then yeah. I'll keep away from that. And then I did the triathlon and I kind of, I went on a little bit of a bender with a, on a tour that we yeah. did, but then I was like, all right, I'm back. And I, I think having these goals, like, yeah. like setting things up for me kind of keeps me in in on the straight and narrow like you're in training a little bit yeah even though i still kind of go off with i will go off every now and then yeah but you know yeah i can't i don't know like i get um like i've i've kind of like reeled it in with the diet thing and you know eating healthier because i got the cholesterol thing the doc said you know yeah i got all that too you do of course you take pills i take blood pressure pills really yeah yeah no that kind of kind of scared me the the like genetic cholesterol problem you know yeah so that with that there went uh with that went ice cream for the most part what about what about like frozen yogurt nothing Really? No, like I've been on this fucking sugar fast for months. It was only supposed to be 30 days. It's been four months. I took off like 10 pounds. You look great. Thanks, man. And I've been working out. But like, but now I'm like, here's the here's what you got to get into. And maybe this is the other side of the eating disorders. Like now that I'm like, I'm only eating basically no dairy, no rice, no beans, just fucking mostly fish, vegetables, and nuts, and avocados. That's where that- I'm at. That's it. That's where I'm at. But now I don't know how to get out of it because my trainer's like, maybe you should, you know, start doing some carbs, like uh, some sweet potatoes. I'm like, I don't know. Ooh, my wife made uh, sweet potatoes last night, yeah. and I was like, I can't fuck with them. She's like, it's good for you, and I was like, it's good for you. Yeah, it's not good for me because there's not. I'm not going to have a what what we call a serving of that. Yeah, I will yeah. have the rest of what is in that bowl. <laughs> yeah, and it just where does it stop? And how you know, like what how how much have you lost? Uh, I lost. 13 pounds yeah. from my heaviest, and that was like, I, I, I really, I went through a on tear. On the special? No, on the special, I was lighter than I am now. Oh, really? Yeah, because so I, was, I was training for something. Oh, okay. So I was like, I was focused. Yeah. And then as soon as the special was done, yeah. I did the marathon, and then I just, I, got, I ballooned up. I got, yeah. the biggest I got was like 250. Was it fun? What, ballooning up? Yeah. Oh, it was amazing. <laughs> it was amazing, Mark. I was like, <laughs> I would go, we were doing a theater tour, and yeah. I'd go, and I'd go, uh. And they'd have Tito's waiting backstage for yeah. me, and I'd 
and I'd get in on the airplane and they'd say, do you need anything for your green room? And I'd go, hey, what's the special food you got here? Yeah. And they go, oh, Coney's. You got to Detroit, you got to get the Coney's. I was like- What are those hot dogs? Yeah, yeah, with the yeah. cheese and the yeah. chili. And yeah. I go, T- I want like a, like 50 bucks worth of those. <laughs> and they're like, okay. And then they just line them up in the back and you're like- and people would come back. My sister was there. Yeah. I was like, hey, check these out. Conies. And my sister's like me. She's like, oh, let's fucking murder them. And we're just murdering Conies. Go to the next place. Hey, what's really big here? <laughs> it was the best. And then I'd land in LA and I'd still be on that tear. Yeah. You know, there's an in and out right by LAX. I was like, I can murder one in and out. Yeah, I haven't yeah. had breakfast yet. Yeah, I've already had out. a couple of Tito's on the plane. But, you're, but like you get off the plane, you're like, that's that's all that's on your mind, right? Oh. Yeah. Oh, in and out. Oh, Mark, Mark, get Mark, a Mark. Shake? I'm already telling you. No, I don't do a shake. <laughs> I'll tell I'm. It, when I get off the plane in LAX, that is where I am, like, at my most vulnerable. <laughs> like, because right, cause I fly American all the time. Yeah, and so you got, you got those uh, roast beef sandwiches they make at that bar with the hot mustard. At LAX? At LAX. If you're down by 48, 49, you know, yeah, 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 those yeah. gates, yeah. that little ball. Yeah. When you walk out, right to the right, there's a bar, and they have a roast beef sandwich with the hot mustard that you get down at uh, Philippe's. Yeah, yeah. It's that. It's out of... It's one... I... I would pro- I know those guys by name. Like when they see me, they're like, "Hey, roast beef." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." yeah. I'll eat that on the car ride home. Where they is, had the Kogi taco it? truck next to that for a while. Oh, they oh. got the burger place behind it. They got the fucking oh, in that little food court now. They got the macaroons off uh, to the right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the at the little French uh, coffee place, dude. Yeah, and then you can get great sandwiches. They got the sandwich place that's on La Brea. I forget the name of it right now. Uh, Daphne Brogdon's husband owns it. Daphne, what, what happened a, to that? That's right. She married a, a restaurateur. This, we go back to Nevermind the Buzzcocks. That was one of my favorite television shows I've ever done. Do you remember? By the way, that's the best I've ever been on television in my entire life. When you did that? I've never been funnier in my life. I wish somebody watched it. Dude, I, do you remember they did the show, the part of, so Mark, just for those of you who don't, Mark had a show called Nevermind the Buzzcocks. It was, I did the American version of Nevermind the Buzzcocks for VH1. We shot like maybe 10 of them. Yeah. And, uh, Nobody watched them. And there's no evidence of it anywhere. They bring us on. This is, I had tested to be a co-host of it. Right. And I didn't get it. And then I was like, okay. But they're like, hey, we want you to be on an episode. So the episode I did, it was the lead singer from Loverboy. Right. Oh, that's right. Yeah. What's and you name? were so like, excited. I was so excited because they're like, the premise was they're going to put three people up on there and you got to guess which one's the lead singer from Loverboy. Yeah. And his name's Dave yeah, something, yeah. right? Yeah. And so they got three people and everyone's like going back and forth like, what do we do? What do we do? It was, uh, and I was like, oh, I can figure this out real quick. And they're like, yeah. And the three guys are standing out there looking to the way and I just go, hey, Dave. And one guy looks, I go, it's a guy in the middle. And- <laughs> Everyone died laughing, and I looked at you, and you're like, "Oh, that's, you just totally destroyed the ruin the game." The game's like, and then, but that was the funniest. But I thought it was like, didn't he do the hand thing? Or I said something? to him, I said, I go, and they, and then they're like, "We're all right, do more, ask him more questions." I go, "All right, everyone, turn around and do the sign, the lover boy sign behind your back." And two of the guys were like, "One's guy's flicking us off, yeah. the other guy's doing a peace sign, yeah. and then the one guy goes the lover boy sign." Yeah. And we're like, "We You're, got him." Because yeah, I remember you got real excited. Got, oh, you know me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a man who lives by his fluids. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and then and then I almost fucked Tiffany. Oh yeah. You remember that Tiffany? Yeah. The singer. Yeah. It was me. Uh, uh, the kid from New Kids on the Block, the smaller one. Yeah. Joey. Or I don't remember. Yeah. I'm, I, that whole thing is a blur to me. Sebastian yeah. Bach yeah. and Sherrod Small. And we're in the back in the green room smoking a joint. <laughs> right. And Tiffany's hitting on me, like just kind of flirting Get with me. Get out of here. And she, she goes, We should hang out in LA. And I was like, Okay. 
And she was like, yeah. I was like, yeah, something like that. Yeah. I was like, cool. And she walks away, and yeah. Sebastian Box got a joint in his mouth. He's like, you're going to fuck Tiffany. You're going to fuck Tiffany. I can't believe this happened. You're going to fuck Tiffany. And I was like, I'm excited. I'm like, me too. I know, I know. <laughs> and then she comes in. We all talk a little bit. Joey McIntyre. Joey McIntyre's oh, yeah, yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. And uh, she goes, all right, guys, take care. And she leaves. And everyone's like, oh, you didn't get her number. I was like, yeah. I was like, yeah, you know what? This is a good story as it is. And they're like, yeah. yeah. And pass the joint around one more time, have a beer, I think. And then all of a sudden, her manager comes in and goes, Tiffany would like to have you uh, give you her number and hands me her number. <laughs> and I can see Sebastian Bach shaking and Joey McIntyre shaking and Sherrod Small. And we're all like, and he leaves. And I'm like, it's going to happen. Like, it was the funnest. That was my favorite, one of my favorite shows I've ever done in my life. Oh, What happened with Tiffany? Cut to three months later, I'm in LA with my buddy Eddie, and I've told everyone this story about Tiffany, right? Yeah. I've told everyone this story. Right. And we're about driving. About the phone number. Yeah, about the phone yeah. number. And I, I don't follow through with that. I don't, right. Anyone who gives me their phone number, I, I'm yeah. suspect of. Yeah. So we're driving on uh, Wilshire, crossing Santa Monica, you know, Wait. by kind of out where the Playboy Mansion is a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm with my buddy Eddie, and I'm looking, we're pulling next to this black Mercedes. Yeah. And. It is keyed top to bottom, whore, bitch, C-word, all across all across the side, just not the C-word, but the actual word yeah. written all in the door, and we are reading this like, oh my God, whose car is this? And the window rolls down, and it's Tiffany. She goes, Bert? And I was like, Tiffany? <laughs> She's like, you never called me. And I was like, I'm definitely not calling now. <laughs> I don't know what you did to get your car keyed that bad, but I went out of that. She's still hot. I don't give a shit. <laughs> All right, buddy. Well, that was good. Well, congratulations. Thank you, man. Thank um, you so much on the the special and on you know getting healthy and and everything. You seem great. I'm in a good place. You always right seem now. pretty chipper, though. I, I've never seen you in a dark place. Yeah, I don't. I'm a. I'm a. I like having a good time. I like. I always say there's. I know, there's but comics. like, you, but you know, sometimes you think it's your shtick. But you're like, I think even when you're not doing all the things that uh, that that hurt you or that you shouldn't do, you seem pretty chipper. I think I. I you know I always say this like, I got into comedy to giggle. Yeah. Like I like giggling. I like having. I like. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so it's like any night at a comedy club for me is just giggling. Yeah, like you see someone work and you're like, oh, like I'm, I st- I can call back things you said. Yeah, in on stage and go, oh, I got I got I call them skipper fingers where your fingers go up like this and they start wiggling. You go, <laughs> oh shut up, oh shut up. I remember a run. You I remember a set you did in the yeah. in the in the belly room, and you just were ranting about the store, and I'm in the back going. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I'm just happy. I just like being a comic. That's it. No, it's great. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, some days are better than others, but it's great. Yeah, you know, when you can watch your friends and like you know still get a kick out of them. Dude. Some dudes. I would yeah. say I'm lucky. I, I have my friends are the funniest people in the world. Like, who's your inner circle? Segura, Burr, Segura, Burr, Rogan, Al Madrigal. Like, I put you in How's there. How's Al doing? How's Al doing? Uh, Al's doing great. I just had breakfast with him and Burr yesterday. Oh, good. Are you part of that uh, operation? All things comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and we're should we do my cooking show. Something's burning. I'd love to have you on it. Okay. Whenever, whenever. Is it whoever. a podcast? Oh, you haven't seen it? No. Oh, it's, it's a video. It's a video. I do. It's a cooking show. It's like a forty-minute cooking show for all things comedy. For all things comedy, it's getting big numbers. Yeah. And I I just go in and I cook a meal. I'm not a real good cook. Yeah. But I cook a meal for my friends. Yeah. And we just bullshit. Oh, that's and, funny. And it's and it's mostly people making fun of me being a bad cook and and where, drinking. Where can people see that? Uh, see it on YouTube on All Things Comedy's YouTube. And we're making more. I think we're expanding and doing more. 
and uh, and they're allowing a little more room for us to create. I think that was our meeting yesterday. And so last night I was shooting promos for my special because I like that shit. Yeah. Shooting stuff on Instagram. Yeah. And the promo I was doing was, hey, it's Burt Kreischer, and I'm here at the store. I was hoping you'd be there last night because uh, you'd be perfect for this. I was I was supposed to be, but I was got stuck in a recording session. I was supposed to be on Tripoli show. I know. I was on that show too. And uh, I, I, so I, I wanted you on this bad because uh, the premise was, it's Burt Kreischer, I'm at the store, and I'm asking my friends, the best comics in the world, how you should enjoy a comedy special. So the question is, should you watch it alone or with people? Should you drink or smoke weed or watch it sober? Should you watch it on an iPad, a TV, or a... a yeah. I like watching them alone, generally, so yeah. you have to look at the other person like, huh? Yeah. Like, yeah, anytime you watch a comedy special with someone else you, that you like the comic, you feel like, I'm going to sell you on this guy. You know, oh, like, yeah. I did that with my wife. I like you know Nanette came out and oh, said yeah. hey you should watch it it's yeah. like it's and you know my wife's just trashing it and I'm like hey, now you're making me side with her like please don't do this like just <laughs> I do that with like I put on Dimitri Martin's special uh-huh. and my wife's like I don't get it and I'm like yeah. it, oh then I'm like yeah. I, can't, I don't know if I can I we can't maybe be we should just say, yeah <laughs> yeah my wife likes Bill Burr yeah like she loves him yeah she like the things the only thing she'll really enjoy is your podcast and yeah. Bill Burr. Oh, good. Yeah. I feel like I'm in good company. Yeah. Two what? guys I am absolutely nothing like. <laughs> what about you? She like you? <laughs> no, get tired of it. Give it five more years. Yeah, a, I've seen this act every day. Yeah. I'm telling you, it's not, whatever you're seeing on stage for an hour, I got 23 other ones <laughs> that would uh, disprove whatever your argument is. <laughs> Yeah, she's the kind of woman that when someone goes, must be rough for living with Bert. She's like, you have no idea. And then we'll just start spilling. I go, honey, just could have been like, yeah, you know, yeah. comics. <laughs> not not yeah. like this morning. His semen tastes bad when he drinks too much. I'm like, they don't need to know that. Like, don't tell them that. Come on. That's true. <laughs> Good talking to you. I love you, man. Thank I you. I love you, too. Huh? Happy Bert. I don't know if he's happy, but he's excited. I, you know, I, I, and he gets me excited, and he gets people excited. That's what he does. He's a fun guy. Uh, his new Netflix special, Secret Time, is streaming now. So Ian Bag, as I said, a guy I, I've, I've kind of known. He's been around for a long time. He's always been there. I've always like, hey, there's Ian Bag, and now here's Ian Bag on my show. Uh, his podcast, National Bag Radio, is available from All Things Comedy. This is me talking to Ian Bag. I haven't seen you in a while. It's been a, a couple days, right? <laughs> Has been, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. like, when the fuck? I can't, like, wait, I, it was one of those things where I think I saw you and I'm like, oh, shit, Ian's got to do the show. <laughs> wait, <laughs> I, mean, I, you know what? It's it's funny because I, I go in spurts with you. I'll see yeah. you in just random places. Right. I ran into you in Australia. Right. Yeah. When, where, just, when was that? That was, uh. Well, for the festival or when yeah, I was doing a show? Yeah. That was a few years ago. That was, I want to say 2010. And you were doing like a one a one dude yeah. thing there? That's yeah, what you do thing. there. Yeah, go yeah. over there and did it. And, and yeah, it was fun. So Australia. And then I saw you where? At the store or something? I seen this store a couple weeks ago. Right. Yeah, and that's when we set this up? Uh, I think I it just been set up and then we just ran into each other. Oh, randomly. okay. Because so I, I cruise in and out of the store. I'm very quick in there. Uh huh. I don't I don't just hang. I'm one of those guys who goes in and gets <laughs> Why? out. You afraid? Oh, yeah. I'm one of those guys that I. Uh, I don't like hugging people, uh-huh. and I don't, yeah. and sometimes I don't just like talking to people. So there's, I just get out. I mean, there's nothing but trouble over there. There is nothing but trouble. like if you get like sometimes I'm there late. Like I, I you know I go in and do my spot, but like after like ten thirty eleven, it, it, it something happens. 
Uh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Something like from, definitely happens. From like eleven to two, it's like a whole different. <laughs> things get a little chaotic. It's a little scattered. Yeah, you kind of you like kinda... what's going on in here. Mm-hmm. I actually just did something that you might be interested in. What uh, I bought a house in uh, on the east coast of Virginia. Really? And and I just happened to be out there. My wife is from out there in Cape Charles, and I was. You have kids? Uh, no, no. Oh. I'm doing all these renovations on it, and I started doing a podcast with a uh, a contractor of my a friend of mine. <laughs> Yeah. About me trying, because I, I don't know, you said to me, I have to put a kitchen in here, and, and yeah. I, I just thought, I wonder what he knows about doing kitchen, because I know nothing about doing right. stuff, so I, I just end up in these situations where I'm like, I need to I need to ask questions. So well, just, that's good, because yeah. if you're actually doing a podcast with a contractor, you kind of hold him accountable, so yeah. you, can, you can do the entire arc of the re- renovation, and then when he fucks you on the right. bill, you can be like, this did not work out the way I planned. Exactly, and I don't hire him. I just ask him questions, <laughs> and, and then have somebody else. And it will just interrogate him, like, yeah. what is this charge for? Yeah. Why, I don't remember you being here that many hours. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nails? <laughs> Who uses what, nails yeah, in 2018? What, what are you, primitive? Yeah. So I'm trying to remember, like, where, like, I first met you in New York. I think you came I there you as a child. You were friends with Bonnie McFarlane, maybe? Mm-hmm. Yeah, really? I met you in Montreal first? Yep. Really? Yep. Uh, at the Montreal Comedy Festival. When I, was that? Uh, 1996 really isn't that wild it was uh, so I, that I was before was... i was anybody and i was was i wandering, wandering around for comedy central interviewing uh, people yeah you may have been and doing sets and uh i i i remember where it was it was at the comedy works 95 was... 96 and like one of the packed comedy works yeah shows. one of the packed comedy works shows and and you gave me just i had only been doing comedy for a year and you, yeah and you were you were nice to me you were, so we were up were... in the dressing room kind of deal uh, we were all uh it was right it was uh we we're up in the dressing room and yeah. hanging in the stairwell right it was a tell it was yeah. Lucy k right yeah it was all, all these guys 95 96 something like that yeah. right yeah yeah holy shit yeah. uh, and you hadn't you lived there uh, i lived in vancouver i had hitchhiked out to see what the uh the montreal comedy festival was all about you hitchhiked from vancouver yeah. to montreal that's like yeah. that's like 1500 miles across the, isn't yeah, it? It's across the, yeah, the entire country yeah, yeah. out in, in two rides you could really yeah trucks uh no just just People? random guys yep and what did you guys get hotel rooms? I mean, did you go straight through? Straight through. <laughs> like, yeah, it was I was that I was that age where you just go straight through, and and they were they were I don't guess they, they, were, they were, I guess they were delivering something. So <laughs> even though they weren't in trucks, so so they wanted to get it done too. So where'd you yeah. grow up though? I grew up in northern British Columbia, a uh, little town called Terrace, BC, up near uh, uh, Ketchikan, Alaska. Oh, so it's on. That's on the west side. A uh, west side, yeah. Oh man, so like, what uh, what was going on up there? Like, uh, what, like, yeah, how many people in that? Uh, it was ten thousand random people in the middle of nowhere, uh, logging, mining. Uh, it's I, pretty though. Oh uh, yeah, if you if you like uh, outdoors, it is beautiful. If, yeah. you, if you don't like many people. <laughs> and you yeah. like the outdoors and uh, yeah why were you up there how come uh, my dad was a me- uh, heavy duty mechanic worked on trucks yeah and my mom was a nurse and that's why I lived up there so so and, they needed a nurse and they needed I, to I think it was more my dad lumber trucks yeah yeah he had to get had to put the guys that drive the trucks my dad would say were, were idiots so they had to always put it back together <laughs> really so yeah that's he'd like, come back and tell me he'd tell me about the square head German all the time that oh, it would ruin the trucks square head German I had no idea I was like, <laughs> what does that mean I have no idea but in my head all I could see was he couldn't wear a hard hat because of his head, that's what. Uh, oh, oh, square yeah. head German. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the one thing you remember about your childhood. Is yeah, your dad complaining about a specific German. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> square. Head. He was also the gunsmith in town. 
Your dad was? No, the the German fellow. The German. Yeah, oh, so, so he knew him. Oh yeah, they were friends. But yeah, it's called the Squarehead. German. What's a gunsmith do? Uh, he he would uh, you know fix everybody's guns in town. It's and, sort of like a knife sharpener when your trigger uh, went, or you yeah. you just bring the yeah. gun in and maybe he clean it or yeah, straighten he'd sell it out. Some, he would sell some guns. Yeah. And he would he would also uh, he I remember going over there. Yeah. And he would uh, also. Oh, he would put the bullets. He would take all the shells and oh, put, load the shotgun load them, shells. Yeah, load, load them all with back the machine. up. Yeah, I know how to do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't. It's a strange skill for a Jew uh, in general, <laughs> but I learned it at camp. I went to a camp oh. once. Yeah, you put the shell down, and then you put the powder, and then you put a plastic wad thing uh-huh. uh, to separate the powder from the shot. And right. Then you put the shot, uh, you know, whatever it is, buckshot or whatever gauge shot you're going to use, the ball. and then you seal the fucker up. Ugh. Yeah, he would crimp it. I and remember. I remember that he would do twenty-two. Uh, he was doing twenty-two shells all the time. When well, I that's there. like I don't know how to do that. That's like real bullet shit. Shotgun shells, you just load it up. It's basically the same. I it just is? remember it's powder, and, and then you got to put yeah. a top on it. Yeah, like oh really? Yeah. Huh. So what did you do? A lot of shooting? Of no, not and- not much. Yeah, just a little bit. Uh, I was I was never. You know, my dad would take me out hunting, and I'd be crying the whole time while <laughs> shooting something. So. <laughs> It's just it's like all right, we'll try fishing, and then I hit him. That's the worst experience. <laughs> it's a worst experience. Being put in a position to kill oh, some. Just like fucking. Oh, hate I remember. I remember they'd bring home moose, and would be hanging in the garage outside. Who like you got all my dad? Brothers? No, my dad and, and his, his friends. Friend? They would, and then they gut a moose uh, in the garage. I just remember watching guts fall out, and I just like oh, I can't go out. And, oh my yeah. god. And they're they, so big. Oh, huge. The they would have it on a on a winch that would take a motor out of a car. It was right, just, just right. hanging there. It was just, yeah. I remember seeing moose when I lived in Alaska when I was a mm-hmm. kid. I lived in Alaska. Where about? Like, Anchorage. Oh, from, nice. uh, like, just, I was little, though. It was like 69 through 71. A couple uh-huh. years, my dad was in the service. And I remember us walking outside and going, coming face to face with a bull moose about like 25 mm-hmm. you know, feet, 30 feet away. Just that stare down That's, where you're like, what's going to happen? Well, what happens? Yeah, nothing yeah. happened. But they're 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 intense animals. Yeah, then they're, they when, look wild. When they're all fired up, when they're all horny, that's when you really they that would have something would have happened. Yeah, yeah. But when they're not all horned up, there, was there a lot of them around where you live? Yeah, we'd see them all the time. Caribou too? Uh, not so much caribou. Uh, uh bear, uh, deer, moose. That's most moose. Cool. Yeah. So. So what'd you end up shooting when you were a kid? That what did I end up missing? Yeah. Oh, you never you never oh, hit I, nothing. I never hit anything. Yeah, it I, just it just it just. Oof. I killed a bird once, not even for hunting, just for uh, fucking bullshit, and it, I never really recovered from it. It's it, it just broke a little part of my heart, and it just stays that way if I think about it. Mm. Just on purpose killing a pigeon for no fucking reason with a with a pellet gun, just because I was with some other kid who was like, "Do it," and I did it, and he didn't. No, he did it. He, didn't he was it. a sociopath. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. There's, I completely uh, expect Kenny Ringland. I remember him. Oh, you do? <laughs> yeah, that I remember guy? that social. There's path. always one guy, right? Oh. Let's do so. Let's set something on fire. Sets, let, let's yeah. set something on fire. Preferably yeah. a dog. Those oh, guys. Oh, yeah. yeah. And they're yeah. like, no, thanks. Let's put a firecracker yeah. in a frog's oh, ass. That guy. Yeah, it takes a lot to do that. Oh, just yeah. and they just whip frogs yeah. like they're frisbees. Oh, I hated those guys. Oh, the little frogs. Yeah, I don't after like after a baseball game that down by the we had these things and why am I telling you this? I don't know, man. I just saw like, um, yeah, we had these ditches in Albuquerque, these arroyos, these like carved concrete ditches for water runoff. And there was one right behind where we played Little League Baseball. And there was little little teeny frogs Mm -hmm. in there. And there was just some kid that was picking up the frogs and just fucking throwing them against the the concrete. 
Just like that was the what, what there's what is the thrill in that? Nothing happens other than something dies. What's going on outside of that? Like what makes you fine with that? To kill things. Yeah. yeah I mean, I understand hunting. I you know, like I'm sure that you guys ate the moose for yeah. a year. You cut you know, they he shared it with his friends, you cut it up, you froze it, and you ate it. Right. Yeah. That's different yeah, than sure. just smashing frogs. Against. Yeah, or just killing a pigeon I remember for walking, no over, uh, walking along the uh, train tracks one day, and there was a, a gardener snake on the train, and, yeah. and I just seen it. And then we walked by these local tufts, yeah. and then on the way back, the snake was just gutted, and, and matches were hanging out of it. I remember, and I just remember- Oh. I'm mean, like, uh, oh, what uh, those guys, and they, yeah. they kept moving. Yeah, that was, that that was, was just the, that was their party. Yeah, that was just that, that was, they just had a good time. The That's worst. It. But I was just like, where do they get all those matches? <laughs> That's what you wanted. <laughs> yeah. The matches, train tracks, walking along train tracks mm. up there in northern Canada mm. or wait, west or south. What is it? What part would that be? Northern, northwest, northwest, northwest. That sounds great to me. Just yeah. like just tracks. Lots of rain. Tracks forever, big trees around. Yes, hanging out. Of, yeah, yeah. Big gray co- sky with clouds. And when it was sunny, it was so good. Oh, it would, it, the rain would outnumber the sun so hard. How many siblings you got? I have a sister. She still lives up there. She lives in a smaller town now. She's a teacher in a little Indian village called Hazelton, British Columbia. With uh, indigenous people. Yes, that's noble and good. Yeah, she's good. She's a good person. Seems it's, like and it. it's and that you think where I grew up was beautiful, but there it's way it's it's. What's it further north? Uh, a little further north, only about two and a half hours north. But so what? The, what the fuck did you do up there as a, a teenager? Did you played hockey? Oh, that was it. Yeah, we played hockey in the summer. We dreamed about playing hockey. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> we, sl- uh, the shortest baseball season ever. Yeah, it started in May yeah. and it ended June. You know, it was <laughs> yeah, just yeah, one of those. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So and when when I actually got to hear about uh, uh, actual baseball, I'm like 160 games. <laughs> what the? I played 12, <laughs> and it's over. Yeah. <laughs> the, the the entire season is the actual series, <laughs> yeah. the World Series of Canada. <laughs> but you you were a hockey guy. Yeah, I was a hockey. You guy. have to be right in Canada. Uh, it's a law, right? You, you either you get ski, a stick, either right. ski, or you play hockey. Yeah. And uh, we 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 took skiing in school. It was yeah. actually one of those a stuff. class. Yeah. We had a, Did we, you? Would you just walk out and there was snow to ski on or yeah you... yeah we were really close to a mountain really so, yeah it was really it was so you know how to ski get some kale yeah, yeah. i actually aspen yeah we were all I, I don't know if you remember this we uh-huh. were in, i was in aspen with you yeah i've seen you ski before yeah I can i've ski. seen you ski in jeans yeah yeah aren't you supposed to i loved it it was cool you reminded <laughs> my friend gene scare i'm like that's gene scare no it's Marin. <laughs> yeah i mean i can i think i can still put them on i'm sure ski. i mean i did all right right i, I think everybody else was snowboarding and you were skiing if uh, I'm correct. Was Mishna there? Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She was like, uh, we, I tried to snowboard to take a lesson or two, and uh, not for me. Yeah. I'm too old to get those things going, but I, I like to throw on you the skis. You can your for, hips pretty easy. Wow, what year was that? That was the end of it. That was the year that- That was every, the last one, I think. Yeah, that was the last one for my marriage, too. Really? Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. Was the, was it the festival that ruined the marriage? Partly, partly. Uh, it was like me telling that story, like I told, I did that show, the storytelling show. Uh-huh. I don't remember what was it, the Moth or something live, and I told the story about you know getting in a fight with her, and she got so embarrassed and hated me. It was that was it. Fuck uh, that. That was the end of it, dude. Ah, uh, it's all right. Yeah, it's turned out very well for you. I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so you're in Canada. Yes. 
and playing hockey, but they were like, what kind of trouble you get into up there? Didn't you? Did you have shitty friends and drive yeah. around and yeah? I, I, did you have I, a truck? What did you have? Yeah, we did have. We had, we had a pickup truck and <laughs> uh, <laughs> a Trent. I'm not tr- pressuring you if you don't have it in you. No, no, we we, we got we got truck. We, we, I, I, I talked to. I, I talked to a couple friends that yeah. are rich enough that they've started car collections now. I don't oh, know. Yeah. You, I'm, and it's quite annoying. I and can't. They, and then they go, what would you have? And I'm like, F-150s. I'd collect F-150 pickup trucks. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's, that's I remember those. Cool. Car yeah. collection people. <sighs> yeah. I, I guess, I mean. That's when you have too much money. What do you mean, like Corolla? Corolla, yeah. Gabriel Iglesias. He always collecting cars yeah. too? He's got VW vans. He likes them? Yeah, he loves them. He's like like the first VW bug that came to America. And really? Like that. Yeah. And That's an odd thing. Yeah. I think I'll stick with records. Uh, yeah, it just seems like I don't, need to, I don't need to buy property to house my co- collection yet. Right. I don't need to buy a warehouse. Yeah, you don't I, need that. I guess if you have a good time having a couple cars, it's fine. I was just thinking about that this morning. How many can you drive? That's just. Well, I think like I, it seems reasonable to me that if you got one that you like to drive day to day, then you got one if you you know like to go up in the mm-hmm. hills and drive around, and then if you got one that's like a sports car that you can't drive anywhere except late at night. Right. <laughs> I think that's good. the way to go. And maybe you have a family or you know in a family yeah, car. You don't want that. But I think like, like Max, if you're being. Uh, like uh, what, do you, what do you call it? If you're being um, indulgent, max three cars. Oh, that's yeah. what I'm saying. That's yeah. Sports that's... car, day to day car. Yeah. Uh, drive around in the mountains car. Yeah. Yeah, that seems reasonable I think that's for good. a rich person. But when you're sort of like, I have nine of these. It's like what? It's like people with guitars. Nine of one specific one. Right, and yeah. that's like I'm doing that with records now. I got three copies of uh, certain records. I just bought five copies of a Dylan record because I just didn't want to lose it, and I want to make sure I have it. Now you got get... you got to build something to keep all the. You got to. Well, keep I got, you saw that room. You gotta, yeah, but you need a vault or something. You nah. Need, yes. Yes. Oh, see. I'm, I'm now, like, now I'm building property. I love it. So you had a truck. You're running around, running playing around, hockey, playing drinking hockey. beer. Yes, a lot of drinking beer. Are you still drinking? Uh, I drink once in a while. Yeah. And my recovery rate is not very good. I not don't know anymore. about you. Uh, no, I haven't drank 20 years almost. But nothing? Nothing. Zero. Sober as fuck. No weed. No weed? Nothing. Because I used to smoke pot with you. Uh, yeah. Did we? Yeah. 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 Where yeah. was that? When did yeah, that happen? That was, I, that... I remember. I remember <laughs> tell me, tell me, tell me more about us. Tell me more about. Just let, let me remember about us. I remember you would uh, take me outside the comic strip. Oh yeah, yeah. It's You're like wood. come with, you, you, with my dumb one hey, hitter. Yeah, you, yeah. You come, hey, come with me, and I'm like, all right. <laughs> my little wooden box and my one hitter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because I needed people I knew smoke. So like, uh, I didn't even smoke. I just like <laughs> wanted to be around you. You dick. <laughs> Uh, so what was the plan, man? So you're you're up there in Canada. I'm up there in Canada. Uh, I'm just hanging out with my buddies. I end up in Australia. My mom's Australian, so I end up in Australia for a year and a bit. Really? Just touring, like wandering around Australia. This is what, in high school? Uh, after high school. So uh, Did you go to college? I started and didn't finish. Okay. So you went right after high school. You, you had family in Australia. Well, well, uh, yeah. So right after high school, my grandma got sick. We all ended up going over there because she ended up passing away. I stayed. Yeah. Uh, so came came home a year and a half later. What'd you do over there? Uh, I just got random jobs, and and my mom had started a a fund for me when I was a, a child to do something after high school. Oh, really? So I had this money that uh, you know this you know was enough to keep me going around Australia for a year and a half. Did you go to the middle? Uh, I did not make it to the middle, but hung out at the top on both sides. Uh, went to the bottom. Didn't get to Tasmania either. Like, really? Yeah. For a year and a half, you didn't go to the middle? I would just stick in little towns. Isn't yeah. there something in the middle? There is. Yeah, there's a big red rock or something <laughs> like that. 
You think go see the big red nah, mystical I'd, rock? I grew up. I grew up in Terrace. We had rocks before, <laughs> but that's a, a sacred rock. Yeah, it was going to be hot though. <laughs> it was going to be too hot. Did you see any big bugs? Oh, seen so many big bugs. <laughs> really? Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I, my uncle had a farm, it was yeah. a tomato farm, and I stayed there for a month. Yeah. Didn't see one tomato uh, blossom. Then realized years later he was growing weed. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. I took, did you check? Did you double check with him? Did you? Did you get oh, yeah, confirmation? I, yeah, I got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he didn't tell you with that, his huh? kids. I got away with his kids. Yeah, we didn't have a tomato farm. <laughs> it was pot, man. <laughs> so uh, you're too young to realize. I was. Uh, I was pretty naive. Yeah. You know, we smoked pot. Also, where I grew up, it was a hash town. It wasn't. That's interesting. Yeah, that, you know, like certain parts of Europe and I guess Canada, it was hash. I think it was because we were so, there was a port, and I think they used to smuggle it from China or uh, that wherever. Because um, hash was nothing. Well, I never saw hash when I was a kid, but like in Europe, hash was everywhere. They'd mix it with tobacco. Tobacco. Yeah, but when I was growing up, I didn't see. If someone had hash, you're like, no, it's not. Really? That's not real hash. All, all, I just remember every, almost like every kid had a block of it for some unknown reason, and we, it would just take forever, and we designed different things to smoke it. <laughs> yeah, like what? Uh, knives. Knives were big in our town. So, so you so, uh, get it under the glass? Like, you, like how would you do it? Do you, you, so you stick the knives into the electric stove uh, uh, burners on top. Yeah. You heat them up until they're nice and red. Yeah. And then, wow. and then you take a two liter uh, pop bottle, and yeah. you cut it in half, Yeah. and then you'd fl- poke holes in the bottom of it, flip it upside down uh put oh, yeah. ice in it put ice in it yeah that way it cools down this right i have no idea what yeah it. so and then and then you just you know like basically i don't understand how you oh, okay. kind of right. look like a uh, you know yeah so so you take the you know, so you'd put the hot hash on under, the knife on, on the knife boom right under, underneath the bottle right smoke goes up i get it oh okay suck it all okay in. so yeah. right yeah yeah yeah, yeah 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 well that's exciting yeah and then <laughs> That's that's what we do. We'd go to we'd go, we'd go to Frank's Field. <laughs> yeah, and we'd uh, smoke the hash. No, we smoke the hash, then go drink at Frank's Field. That's a good night out. Oh, it was it was the best night out. Yeah. And where I grew up, uh, the What's sun, Frank's, the where Frank's Field. Is Frank's what? Field. It was just a field yeah. that Frank owned. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it was. It had a sand, like a big, you know, gravel pit in it. Yeah. So we just hang out there. The kids, everybody knew where the kids were. They're right, all, right. You know, yeah. one guy drive off once a year and get lost in the forest and oh is that true yeah we'd lose him but you know it was always one guy uh never get him again yeah never get him again and nobody really missed him so uh but yeah yeah but it was the sun wouldn't you mustn't from alaska you must know the sun wouldn't go down i kind of remember that and then it was dark for a long time too right very dark for a long time you said no sense of time just mm -hmm. a never-ending day yeah that you had to fill oh you'd just be confused did we go to school already (laughs) it's the same day (laughs) (laughs) terrible it just isn't gonna start again (laughs) it's an hour long days with short baseball season so so in australia when did you start thinking about like what what was your plan to do with your life uh i wanted to do stand-up from when i was very young but i grew up in this middle of nowhere and nobody was in entertainment sure you know, a couple guys broke out and made it to the nhl right and so but it was just it was foreign there was nobody came there to... but, you, but you didn't have the uh the goods to be an nhl player uh that... i was good until i was about 15 yeah and then i remember i went to a camp where i had to fight a grown man with with a beard and he just he shit kicked me for what seemed like on the ice yeah yeah i had to fight like i was going to junior which was basically college 
Yeah. So it was 16, and I was going a year early, so it was basically 16 to 20. I think there's overage kids that can play that are 20. Yeah. And this guy was 20, and I remember it was for, I want to say for the Abbotsford Flyers was the thing that I was going for. And and I just remember this guy just, just kept punching me in the face, and I just I was like, I don't like this. That was the end of your yeah, career? Yeah, I was just, I'm like, I'm was just, it had nothing to do with hockey? Uh, well, I, I guess it you know, you, it's a, it's, you've got the drive. If yeah. you, you got the drive, and I just didn't have the drive. To but that's just that. part of hockey, getting your yeah. shit beat out of you? Uh, yeah, I wasn't a finesse player. I was uh, a big boy getting guys out in front of the net. I was a defenseman. I was, yeah. you know, I was, I was, that's, that was, that's you're getting into it. Yeah. So, yeah. But like it just seems like I watched that uh, Jay Baruchel movie, uh, The Goon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People that beating the fuck out of each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch Ice Guardians and learn about like the real side of it. Oh yeah, yeah. Is there and, a doc? And go, yeah, it's a documentary and it's got all the fighters. He just loves that shit. Oh, it's it's the best. Do you know him, Jay? Uh, I think I met him once. But yeah, you know, not close at he, all. But. He's like he's like he's in show business, but he just lives up there. He likes being up there, watching yeah. the hockey, being a Canadian. Good for him. Yeah. <laughs> Good for him. I, I, I don't. Sometimes I wonder. He's in a why. city, though. Like I, I, right. I, I was like, okay, if I'm getting a show business, my parents live nowhere near the city. My family's nowhere near the city. I'm continuing. I'm going. I'm going to America. Right. Well, how? But like, were you? Did were there other expectations? Like, you know, were you uh, going to get a job, or you just? You... I when I got back from Australia, I kind of floated for about six months, and then I ended up working in a uh, with a blasting company, an explosives uh, company. Yeah. So I started at the bottom. I started. I was just a. Um, I was a swamper. Yeah. So all I what did, is that? I, it's the lowest of the low. Yeah. I would just grab sticks of dynamite, <laughs> big boxes of dynamite, and take them from the magazine, which is the area that they kept them, and load the truck with with these boxes of how many ever sticks of dynamite they needed. Oh, that. And, uh, okay, so it wasn't like you're out there like just go a little closer. Let's <laughs> no, 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 it wasn't that bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then uh, and then uh, from, from there they asked me if I wanted to learn how to drive the truck that delivered the dynamite, and I was like, okay. Yeah. So I started delivering dynamite and then from there they, they're like do you want to work in a gold mine and i was yeah. like yeah so i ended up working in a gold mine blasting uh, shit yeah blowing stuff up uh it was open pit mining so we were just we were building roads and just uh, kind of down the sides and yeah just and i i loved it it was awesome and to I, blow shit up yeah that's good and you're, was, not, you're not hurting anybody i was yeah i was 20 21 years old just just lighting dynamite lighting dynamite and they gave me my own pickup truck yeah yeah and, and then there was a it was a near um Hyder, Alaska. Do you know? Have you ever heard no, of that? I don't know. So there's a little unmanned Alaskan town, unmanned, unmanned border. Yeah, where there's this Alaskan town because you can't go anywhere right. in America. And there was there's oh, glaciers. Yeah, yeah. So, take it down from yeah. There. So there's glaciers in there, and we were working on the glacier at this gold mine, and then we just go down and get drunk and in Hyder every night, and it was it was. Well, what do you do on a glacier gold mine? You, what do you mean you just open? You go th- you know, what are you blowing up? Is it in a hole? No, it's it's open pit. So we're built we're building bigger holes, but we're not going into the thing. So because oh. there's there's enough there's enough gold to be found around. So it's where we were. It's probably where the glacier had already been through. Yeah. So there was lots of. Did you find gold? Uh, we were we were never because I was on the blasting team, so we were never. <laughs> you never got yeah. Any, you couldn't identify it. No. The, the no. next crew got in. And no. They yeah. found the gold. I'm sure they walked just, away with it. You just made rubble. Just yeah, we just made a lot of rubble. It was awesome. But I I, I loved it so much. I was headed off to school to uh, become an explosives engineer. That's what I wanted to do. So wow. yeah, and then I I got to Vancouver. And um, I tried an open mic, and I'd only been in 
school for maybe two weeks and i said well looks like i'm not going back i'm a comedian that's interesting now. so uh i think there's some sort of similarity there in the uh feeling you know like the the satisfaction of blowing something yeah. up <laughs> and then the satisfaction of getting laughs yeah there's got to be something similar about that i would say yeah i would say i mean it's not you don't see the same amount of destruction but the rush of like here it's gonna go it's, it's gonna go it's gonna go <laughs> you know yeah, yeah yeah and then like here's the joke ah yeah yeah, and I, I I just, I like that we were going to have an end, you know, <laughs> with, with, with blowing things up, like there's going to be something here. There's yeah. nothing here, but we're going to have something here. And I, stand-up's a lot like that. Yeah. There's nothing here, but I'm going to build it. Yeah. My words are going to build it. Yeah. Right. You go, you show up, there's the mountain, it's like wreck it. Yeah. Just wreck it. Let's take it down. How did you know you wanted to do it? Who How did I know? Uh, Jonathan Winters, when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Jonathan Winters, I just loved, I just, I don't know, something about it, I just couldn't stop imagining what he was imagining and you're kind of a riff guy i mean you're not yeah. an improviser you're you're a crowd work guy sometimes um i like to i like to have a conversation and yeah. i like to let it go where sure. it goes and yeah. i like to i like but you to, don't go off in characters really no yeah. a little bit but not oh, yeah? not not too you know not like I, yeah I, i'll make up their story they give me a little bit of information sure, and then yeah, i'll make course. up their of story course. that's yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the way i like to do yeah it. yeah so so you're inspired by winters so winters you, you knew that you could that comedy was something people did i, I knew it was something that there was somebody out there but i was also from the middle of nowhere so show business to me was an archie comic right you were walking down the street and a guy in a limo came flying by and said you should be in a movie right and that's, sure. that's 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 how i thought it worked i'm like well nobody's ever going to come up here in a limo right i think so, I, I think a lot of people think that's how it works still still, yeah. still to this day someone's going to discover me so so yeah uh, and then and then as i uh you know went into my teenage years it was sam kinnison and <laughs> and eddie murphy yeah yeah just uh and i, I was screaming on the tundra yeah screaming yeah. on the tundra but just teaching you that there's no limits Oh, that's for sure. You know, like, yeah. if you can make it funny, right. take it anyway. I think that's true. I think that's true about Sam. Yeah. And yeah, Eddie too, I guess, on some level. Eddie was Eddie was just, I don't know, I don't know what it was. What, it just, Raw? Yeah. That was the one? Raw. Was that the, with the, the special? One, was that the one? Uh, what was on? I remember it was on a, a cassette tape, and it was just, we'd burn it, we'd all tape and it. And the leather outfit? Oh, you just- oh, I had no idea. Oh, oh. So, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I know I could see what Sam you were sort of like, holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. That's just mind blowing. Yeah, it was it was something nothing. No, nothing sacred. And then of course John at the same time as Jonathan Winters, Bill Cosby was another one that yeah. painted a picture. I you know not a good picture now. Not, not a good picture now. It was a horrible picture. Yeah, it was, it's terrible. Yeah, you scrape it away a little bit. That's, you realize. A, that's the fucked up thing about it. like even it's, it's harder to separate him from the monster. Yeah. But uh, but I know what you're saying. Yeah. yeah, as a young comic, before we knew yeah. what he was up to at that yeah, time, well, we didn't know. Of course not. That uh, yeah, that there there was something to be um, learned, right? Stand up wise, yeah. yeah. But so you're in Vancouver. So how do you know to do it there? Did you? Um, I I remember um, talking to a guy, and he said, "Oh, you've never been to a comedy club? Yeah, I have a friend that that uh, goes on at a comedy club. Oh yeah, do you want do you want to go see him? And I was like. Yeah, I want to go see him. So this is like the first day of school. Yeah, for, you're at college. First couple of weeks. Uh, college? I was there. I was there before. Yeah. So I was. Oh. So we had a friend in Vancouver. Yeah. Uh -huh. Um. The I you know because I had a couple just had a couple friends down there and so he's like yeah because he was like you're gonna do that and he goes well, was there anything else you want to do and I said or be a stand up yeah you know and yeah. he's like he's like and me being stupid yeah he's like, oh yeah I, I have a friend that does that I'm do like you, you do and who is the guy do you know uh, the guy? still doing it uh, Gary, Gary Jerry owns Jerry owns yeah 
Yeah, he had a guitar. So you don't know if he's still doing it. But I don't, so I don't go, know if he's still alive. Like, so, he was really old then. Oh, yeah. yeah so. so you go down and watch a show? I will go down and watch a show, and I see uh, a couple local comics and this guy from Toronto, Evan Carter, and he makes me laugh. And yeah. Then, and then I'm walking out, and I see this, this thing that says, Open Mic Contest. Yeah. And I'm like, oh. I'm gonna come. I'm gonna come back and sure. do that. Oh, really? And, and did and, you freak out though? Were you like, now I gotta write some jokes? Or you well, yeah. Know? So it, it took me a, a couple months before I even even did it. Yeah. And then when I got there, I had written the jokes on my hand, and I was so, so many nervous. hand writers. Oh, but yeah. they weren't there when I went for them. <laughs> oh, so because the first time, oh yeah, they sweated off. So I just did impressions of fish. <laughs> I remember doing that, and and uh, and I didn't. Once again, I was still in that phase of. Well, somebody in a limo is going to pick me up if I sure. If, uh, so for your fish impression, yeah, for my fish impression, it's going to be fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to do all the cruise ships, um, but I didn't. I did. I thought, oh, well, I guess I guess that was it. No, yeah, just, I'm all my, done. That was my big shot. <laughs> yeah. And the the manager happened to walk by and say, "You should come back next week." And I was like. Oh, is that how it works? Okay, I'll come back next week. So it just started. You thought that was it. You didn't win the contest. Yeah. I guess you're out. That's what I thought. I thought, oh, I guess I'm done. And then it's hard to know. Like, I guess if I think about it, you know, when do you learn what the work is? Right. You know what I mean? Like, when do you learn, like, oh, I got to build five minutes? I got to be able to consistently make people laugh. I got to keep coming back and learning how to do this. I Yeah. I don't know how that all happens, but that's, I guess it really is just about a guy going like, yeah, you got to come back next week. It is luck. Yeah. And then talk to some other comics and they're like, no, no, dude, you got to get stage time as much as you can. Yeah. And then you just kind of, you just, you kind of give you a little bit of hints and you're like, oh, because I remember uh, a guy named Craig Campbell. I don't know if you remember him from Vancouver. He ended up living in England and a guy named Tom Stade. And I don't uh, know a lot of the Canadian guys. I know. uh, Most of them end up in England. I know um, Brett Butt. Yeah, he was he was around then. Yeah. I didn't didn't know him, but he I think he was already you know established and going. And Alan uh, wasn't Alan Watt. From Alan Can- Watt, yeah, he was yeah. from Canada, and then he was from a, Toronto. And what's the other guy's name? Uh, uh, who's the long haired guy? Uh, Norm Macdonald. Uh, no, no, he's got a beard and long hair. Like uh, I can't remember his name. I met him the last time I was. Oh, there. I don't know that guy. Mike Wilmot. Oh, Mike Wilmot, he's yeah, awesome. He's great. Yeah, they, they, was, they were they were Toronto guys. Yeah, yeah. And the guys that I started, they just kind of give you hints, and you just kept going. You just kept, oh, okay, this is going. And then I remember Craig was going out to the Montreal Comedy Festival. He's like, you should come out, and I'm like, okay, because I would. Ju- there was no shows around. I would jump into cars. Guys were going up to a place called Kamloops to do shows. Yeah. It was five hours away. And I was on open mic, and I was like, can I just come up and do it? And they're like, yeah, come on. So I just go sit in a car for five hours to do three minutes in front sure, of- Sure, I remember doing yeah, that. So yeah, so it was Guess awesome. Spot. Yeah. Guest spot yeah. on a, on a one-nighter. It was, and it, I remember I remember thinking, that I was like, this is so weird. They say, we got a special treat for you. And I'm like, oh, how am I a special treat for them? <laughs> it's just a little weird addition. Yeah. <laughs> Here's something we hope doesn't ruin the show is what they should have been saying. Oh my god! Yeah, but you would have to drive like that. That's the weird thing. So there was a whole one nighter thing too in Canada yeah. where you drive for ever hours. and just like for like one show at a weird place, mm-hmm. weird people. Mm-hmm. Looks like the whole town is there. We'd take a ferry across to Vancouver Island to do those shows, and yeah, just for one night and then back again. It would take forever. What were they like? Uh, like bars and like mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah. And there was like a booker in Vancouver that used to book them yep. out. He'd book them out, and then the guys the guys would get, I guess, I can't remember. I guess the guys would get a certain amount of money, and they had to bring a couple people with them, right? Oh, right. Okay. So they'd pick who they wanted to take with them. That was the way it worked? Yeah. The headliner? Yeah. Pick, uh, 
And then there'd be the one headliner that didn't have a car and he'd pick the one guy that wasn't funny, but it had a car. Sure. Of course. Yeah. 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 The driver comic. Yeah. 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 You so, got to do 15, 20 yeah. to open and drive the guy. Yeah. Were you that guy? No, I never had a car. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so you go to Montreal. So you tell me the first time you went to Montreal is when I met you or no? Um, 95, 96? Mm, yep. Really? Mm -hmm. And that changed everything? Yeah. In terms of like how you saw comedy or what you were going to uh, do? Absolutely everything changed that that my whole life changed on that trip really? like i went from were you on new faces or something i was on nothing <laughs> i was on nothing <laughs> you just went with some friends i went with some friends yeah and well, you, you met them there you hit i met i was i met them there and then left afterwards because i was dating this girl and she said you got to come back now we need to talk and i was i was so i was I was probably about 22, but I was maybe 18 mentally. Like, yeah. I was just, I was innocent. I was yeah. innocent. And she dumped me as soon as I got back. I just like, you could have told me on the, I, I was talking to her on the payphone and putting coins. From in. Montreal? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, she's like, you got to come back now. So I get in the car and uh, I hitchhike back to Vancouver and she just dumps me. After the festival? Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. So, but uh, it changed everything because. What happened? Uh, the guy, uh, Craig, this guy, Craig Campbell, said to the guy Jimbo remember Jimbo yeah that, uh, he said Ian's real funny you should put him on and I, I was like he's like okay well if we have any spots we'll put him on and he said hang out because guys it's so much going on guys are late and I need somebody yeah so that's what happened and Lucian Hold happened to see me huh and just randomly and came over and started talking to me and wanted to know everything about me and he said if you're ever in New York I want to put you on stage the like, comic strip yeah the comic strip and, yeah. I was like, and I was like okay and thinking nothing of it and I was like wow I got a place to go on stage in New York but when am I going to go to New York like <laughs> yeah you're going to have to make that happen? plan right but, well yeah that's the other thing that opens up sort of like oh you got to go to places yeah. where the comedy's happening but but Jimbo like did you were we just he just threw you up yep you know, he and, trusted Craig so much that he just threw me up. And then and that, killed, after the first one, he's like, I, I guess I did. Do, yeah. I, do I think I did now? No. But, you know, I guess it was good enough that he just kept throwing me up when he needed such somebody. A, it was such a tight little room. Oh, yeah? He, he didn't have you host or anything? He no. Just, just, we just, you know. You're just filling gaps? Yep. But like not in the same night, like you know. No, like, yeah, here's but Ian he again. Two, he, but they were going. Yeah, here's Ian again. Hey guys, hey, hey remember me? Yeah, yeah. just here. Yeah. The other guy didn't show up. I've only got seven minutes, but let's do this again. <laughs> uh, but they were they were they were so busy. They do multiple shows in the night because right. it was such a small room as well. I just remember the heat of it. Like, oh, we're going to go see so-and-so at the, what was it called again? The, the, the Comedy Works. The Comedy Works. And you'd go down to the works like, this is it. It's like, it was a great room and everything. But I hated the pressure of it all. It holds, you know, like, held 70 people. Yeah, but then there was like 30 executives and agents and managers smashed into the back right. corner and like, you know, comics trying to get comfortable. Just... I, I wish I had been up there when I wasn't more terrified all the time. That, that I, well, that was my best Montreal trip because I wasn't terrified because I was dumb enough that I didn't know what was yeah, going on. Right. So that was, and I understand totally what you mean. After that, it was just when you go on, you just be like, "This is it. I got to I got to yeah, do gotta it. Do something." Have you ever seen the tape of Brian Regan starting three times in Montreal? Like, no. Montreal's a bag of dicks. They're just like they put out the worst uh, video called "Worst of This of the Fest." They do. Yeah, and. It's out there, and Brian Regan put so much pressure. And he's so good. He's the best. Yeah, and he put so much pressure on it. He, he, he I got to start again, and walked off three times. Was he shooting something, or was uh, just... it was just like one of one of the galas or something? Oh, really? Like that. Yeah. Why do Why do you keep walking? I think because of what you said. There was just too much pressure. There's so much weirdness. pressure, and it was weird pressure. It was. 
It was... Well, those galas, the galas are like... That room is huge, huge. And, you know, and I've done like two or three of them. And I've never seen any of them. I don't, I don't know. I don't know where they show up. Uh, Canadian TV. Yeah. And I've done, I did a, a thing in Winnipeg for TV. I've never seen any television I've done in Canada. That's awesome. And no one has ever tweeted about it either. I've never seen any reaction to it. I don't even know. I assume that it's been on TV. Right. I have no idea. <laughs> but, but I've done many of them. But that room is sort of big and weird and heavy. Yeah. It's hard to get a it's hard to get a groove going. Yeah, it's like thirty three thousand people, four thousand people. I yeah, think, right. Some it's something huge, and it's it's a, it's a it's an albatross. It's hard to get off the ground. It kind of is, man. Yeah. Uh, but but outside of that, just like just even doing regular spots, the pressure of all the comics being mm-hmm. pretending like they're not competitive. Everyone's up each other's ass. Everyone's acting like they're friends with everybody else when everybody wants something out of that festival. Yeah. And then there used to be before. YouTube and uh, you know you, you know people used to go up there not to discover with people right so you had that pressure it was just a fucking it was I think I've been blackballed to be have honest. you yeah I'm pretty sure but could it be the way you talk about it well, probably probably <laughs> but that's how it happens I, just, I I I owe, I owe them everything though yeah like honestly if I I if I wasn't at the Montreal Comedy Festival I wouldn't met Lucian I wouldn't end up in New York. So yeah, so how did that work? Because Lucian, uh, uh, rest in peace. Uh, yeah, what did he like about you? Usually he said you don't sound like you look, and I'm very curious about this. Hmm. And I'm like, okay. He goes, you look like you wouldn't have an imagination, right? And I'm like, okay. And I didn't. I'm like, yeah. I'm like <laughs> a weird thing to say. Yeah. But, well, right. that was Lucian though. Yeah. Lucian would cough food on you and pretend it never happened. Oh yeah. You know, like that was that's how he was. But he said to me, I think uh, the only th- he said, uh, I've already got uh, enough angry white guys. <laughs> that was the first time. Oh god. I don't even remember how I ended up working there, but it was one of those things where it's sort of like that stuck with me. And then even when I could work there, I'm like, no, nah, go up there. I don't need to fucking right. I remember just I used to love the weekends and trying to get as many sets. That's in what I mean. Just just stack them up, running around the six, city. Seven. Yeah. Yeah. Eight. Yeah. Was, you're but, trying to set a record. Yeah. I mean, five or six was a lot because that means you had to do three clubs at least, right? So then there, remember Car- you go Caroline's, oh, yeah. comic strip, stand up, Caroline's, Boston, and and uh, and um. And com- uh, the cellar, yeah, yeah, and the village gate used to maybe that was yeah, gone by the time you got there. Was it? Uh, is that is that no, no, I'm thinking uh, Raffy's place, yeah, but I'm gate. thinking what's next door to the cellar. Why, why am I blanking on the music room? You could do that. Oh, the wall, yeah, the wall. I did the wall once, that's it, yeah, I couldn't stand it. I'm go, mm-hmm. go over there for a music crowd. I'm weird. <laughs> I, just like, I like the way you'd fight back. I'd be like, okay, I'll I'll try again. I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it better. What's that? Thank You're... you, Esty. I just want to. I'm so thank you for the. Uh, I just want to be on. I can't. Yeah. So when do you move to New York? So I go back to Vancouver because this girl I'm dating tells gotta, me to come back. She, she dumps me. Right. So meanwhile, uh, Jimbo has said, "Hey, why don't you come headline my club in October?" The works. Yeah, Montreal. Yeah, he said, "I'll I'll buy you a plane ticket and give you nine hundred dollars." And I'm just like, "Yeah, well, I might as well tell my parents to suck it because I've just hit big time, <laughs> right?" <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, "Okay," and I'm like, "Hey." Montreal's not far from New York, so I I plan it out that I'll do that weekend, and then I'll get on a train and head down to New York. Right, and um, I call I call up Lucian. He's given me that his number, but it's the avail number. Oh, so I, I get the avail number. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. So I don't leave any messages, but I'm like, I'm going. I want to go. I get to Montreal. I do the weekend. I change my nine hundred dollars into 
American money, which now is six hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, I buy a took plane. A hit. Yeah, I, t- I took a I took a hit and I buy a, pl- a train ticket. I get on the train, head off to New York. Never been to New York. Lucian's the only guy I know. I've talked to you guys. Yeah, you know, all everybody, but I don't. You know, I'm just that guy. I'm not. I don't have anybody's number. So yeah, so except for Lucian's, and uh, I'm on the train and we're pulling into Manhattan and I can see spray painting everywhere and I'm just like. I should probably have some place to stay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And when the train stops, this there's this piece of paper on the ground, and it's for a youth hostel for twelve dollars a night. Yeah. And I end up living in this youth hostel for four months. Four months. Four months. So what happens with Lucian? I call him up. I'm calling from a payphone because yeah. I'm trying to keep my quarter. I'm not leaving a message. Yeah. <laughs> And he oh. finally picks up. He goes, are you the person that doesn't leave a message? I'm like, yeah, it's me, Ian Bag from Canada. He's like, oh, why aren't you leaving a message? And I said, because, I don't know. I said, I've only got so many quarters. He goes, yeah, come down tonight. I'm put you on. Yeah. So I go down and I go on and, and it goes well enough. Uh-huh. And I kind of tank at the same time, but I go, I, I, I goes well enough. He says, uh, call, me on this, uh, call me on this day every week and I'll give you a spot every night. And I'm and everybody hated me for that, and, he, and and he would give me a spot five days a week, and huh. and I was not good spots, like they were all check spots or at the end of the night, right? But I would just I would just you know he wanted me to get funny and in New York style, and uh-huh. I was and that included tanking a lot of times. Just, yeah, I I remember going on after all you guys would go on. <laughs> And just just trying to keep that room alive, yeah. With hey, I'm from Canada, and they're just like, whatever, we'll eat you. Give, give us our your children. Oh, like on that second show where second. like it, it, half the room's gone, so half like twelve people. Yeah, or they all get up and leave be right before you go on, mm-hmm. and the guy before you like Attell is like uh, you know leaves the stage, yeah. And then everyone half the room goes. I, it was Attell. It was it was you. It was Ray Romano. Yeah. It was Chris Rock. It yeah. was Chappelle. Yeah. It was all these just monsters. And do you remember Red Johnny? and the round guy sure i've never seen anything destroy like that ever or since then they would just turn that room upside down and then i would have to go on was red johnny the little one no red johnny was the big one because the round guy was the smaller one i think red johnny still works he's a voiceover guy yeah yeah i don't know about the round guy I think he works in a bike shop. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I think <laughs> yeah, well, that's the problem with being a duo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. So they, they crush and then- Yeah. yeah and then- And then, and then they're D. like- D.B. Sweeney or whatever his name was. D, D, what's his name? D.F. D. D. Sweedler. Yeah. D.F. Sweedler would bring you on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he wouldn't do any time because he was- Scott Blakeman would bring yeah, you on. With no time at all. They go, hey, you back. And you, you go on and you just like, oh, they'd be so angry at you because they felt you had taken Red Johnny and the Round Guy away. Oh, wait, right. Yeah, it's your so, fault. Yeah, it was your fault. And, you're just like, and then they're getting their bills at the same yeah, time and you're just like trying to survive. So it just kind of builds, a, you know. Yeah. Like, and then you're running down to Boston to do a, a show for 10 people and that mm-hmm. was as big as the audience was all night. Mm-hmm. They, like on those Tuesday nights and shit. I remember following Jim Brewer there and at the at the Boston and this on a guy, big night. Oh, it wasn't a big night, but yeah. I just remember it was. I was really new still, and I remember a guy saying to me, "You're gonna die, white boy." And I remember I was just like, "This is Off comedy." Stage? Yeah, as I was walking to stage, he said yeah. that, and I, and I I I thought he meant actually get killed. Oh. And I remember holding holding my beer bottle. Oh, really? like this so I yeah. could smash somebody Palm if down. I had to yeah. Yeah, yeah. so I was just like and, yeah, I, well he was right I did die sure. I bombed my ass off that's always hard going oh, that was one of the do you like that club? 
the Boston? Yeah. Well, it was, I, it was the only choice I had. But did you like it? No, nah, it was weird. It didn't feel like its own place. Oh. Just was, I remember when they built the seats. Like, you remember, <laughs> like I remember when it was just this, like this space that had a window in the back where they poured mm-hmm. the drinks mm-hmm. before they had the little tiered balcony. Before he built that out, it was just this, all the same floor, oh. and it was just it, just chairs didn't look like they belonged there. Right. It, didn't, it didn't have a, its own vibe, but eventually it did when he built the the thing in back for the little bal- balcony area. I didn't, I'd never. No, it was hard, and it, and he gave away a lot of tickets. Gave Barry Barry. Beery. Yeah, I mean, it was always a shit show in there. It was horrible. But no one was seemed to be in charge, and no one gave a fuck. I mean, he used to be but there you guys, the you, you guys would walk in there like ballers and make it seem like it didn't affect you. I just remember being shaken every time I came off the stage, and you guys would walk out and laugh and go someplace else. Yeah. And I'd have to go to therapy for two weeks after <laughs> going on there. Well, yeah, I mean, but it was just like, I don't think the club ever was taken seriously so i think a lot of us were like it's great to get a spot in but who gives a fuck but you didn't take it serious whereas guys well, no, like I me it no, I, I, took it serious. I thought it, I, I thought every set in that that in that, new york in new york was gonna be right. the end if i didn't right. you know, do well so. right now it was weird i mean it was a long time ago but when cats was there and you know he had his crew and yeah, his crew, everyone, yep. everyone was kind of I, 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 man it's so long ago it's so wild to think about it, but Lucian seemed to have a lot invested in you. He he was uh, he ended up managing me. Like, Is that he, what happened? Yeah, he ended. He didn't he didn't manage people, but he's like he was always. I don't know. He had something to do with Sandler and all those guys. And he was he sure was, he was good to me. He was he was really he was he was weird, but he was really good to me and helped me he helped me find my footing and kind so of. How was be, that hostile situation? Uh, it was great. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I loved living there. It was it was. I remember the uh, the people that worked at the comic strip didn't understand me at all because I would just show up with a different entourage of different c- countries every every couple nights. How do you have so many Japanese people with you? Yeah, well, who are yeah. your friends? Why are they all German? Strange yeah, international. Yeah. Oh, you just tell them all what to do? Like, yeah. come down? I say, hey, guys, I'm doing stand-up. You want to come with me? And then like, Because when you're in a hostel, you're sharing a, a, a room with people. Yeah, so, no, of course. Yeah, so, yeah. so then what? Then you were able to get out of there and sort of live uh, there? Uh, I ended up, uh, this is honestly, uh, once again, how my my whole world changed was Lucian came to me while I was living in the youth hostel, three months, probably the, one of the last months yeah. I was at the youth hostel, and he said, um, they're coming in to showcase for Conan O'Brien tonight. You're not on it, but I'm going to put you on it right before it happens. Oh, that's so good. I was like, okay. So you're like, it's started in the middle of the show, and he puts you on second or third. Yeah, kind of, yeah, yeah. So I would always once they were in there. You remember those times when it was yeah. really, yeah, yeah. It was, I said, but yeah, once they were in there. So Frank Smiley, Paula, yeah. Davis. Yep, yeah, yep. So, uh, so I went on, and I still didn't get what showcasing was. You just do your best right. five, and so I did it, and. Uh, he said, stick around afterwards. They want to talk to you. And I was like, okay. And I wasn't even showcasing. And they can't. They said, we want to put you on the show. And I had to say to him, I had to say, I am actually not legal. <laughs> so, because I just got on a train and came to New York. Does that matter? Uh, to do TV? Yeah. Yeah. So, they actually helped me get my first round of visas. Really? So, yeah. Conan yeah, did. Conan did, yeah. Yeah. So, and they're, uh, them and a small agency, they, yeah. they signed, they they got me my first i want to say three-year visa oh so, yeah. yeah so that so that, you did conan yeah i did conan and, and then, they sent me away for they sent me away for two months while the uh while the uh paperwork was done sent you to work back to canada 
Oh, you had to go to Canada. I had to leave the country because because they were it was being done legally, and uh, I couldn't be in the country. So I went back to Canada and just kind of floated around. To Vancouver, Vancouver, hung out in Vancouver. Uh, did probably I probably did all the places, you know, the little doing stand up. Yeah, just doing stand up. Yeah. So and then I went down and uh, after the paperwork was done and did Conan. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and I remember. The, I, I I wore my best my best clothes at the time, and it was a pair of shorts and like a green like checkered logging shirt and i remember barry Katz thinking you're the ballsiest guy i've ever seen where i'm like and i'm just like this, these are actually my best clothes <laughs> so how did the conan change things for you uh made me uh live in america and started giving giving me a little bit of work here and there yeah um i think i did it three more times yeah and then ended up going coming out to los angeles and doing, uh, getting a commercial agent, did some commercials. Oh, yeah? And, yeah. And, uh, and then I, one day I was like, hey, the weather's really nice out here. Yeah. Is there any way I can do this from out here? Yeah. And everybody's like, yeah, you could live in Los Angeles. I was oh, like, really? Yeah. I was like, Plenty okay. of people are doing it. Yeah. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to move to Los Angeles. And just packed up and left. And that was two, uh, August 2001. It's been that long? Yeah. It's been going all right for you? Yeah, I love it. And you did Last Comic Standing? Did Last Comic Standing. Didn't ever want to do it. Did uh, It like took me forever. To, I kept getting asked to do it, and I said, no, because I didn't understand. What were some of the jobs you had, though, like, you know, like, on TV? On TV? Oh, I done, remember you've done a lot of shit. You know? I've done a lot. I've done, like, a, a Showtime thing. I did a, uh, I did, I've done an Amazon thing. Did you host some things? Uh, I've done some, I've done a ton of pilot stuff that hasn't worked out. Right. Um, and uh, I hosted some internet stuff and yeah and yeah just yeah just plugging along just plugging along just How, how's, how's the draw on the road uh not bad up and down yeah. up and down he here and there yeah yeah you, you, i'm sure uh, i'm sure you remember those days i do man you don't remember those days what, at all just two years busy ago. hanging out in your two massive house just laughing at people as they walk by two years ago what do you uh, mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's like it was like not, not only do i remember it but it was like not that long ago I, well yeah i didn't have a draw but until you know two years into the podcast maybe three so like not till so it's all pretty new for me in a way what do you, what do you, do you now you judge me i just no, moved i'm just i'm 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 i remember thinking that you were going to be conan o'brien oh yeah right, right. and wanting to be around you because oh he's gonna be the, he's gonna have that slot no oh. it's just i i uh, late night shows interested me so yeah, much yeah, yeah. and i knew they interested you so much yeah that i i, I want to be around you and, yeah. and when other people started getting stuff I, I was i was confused that i didn't get it yeah and i'm sure you were angry you mean when they were trying to replace him uh, what just other guys getting different shows here and there? Uh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, so over time, yeah. I mean, I felt like I was, yeah. I, I yeah, but I don't think I was ever really seriously considered for anything. <laughs> I, you know, I, I think that <laughs> there were people who thought like maybe that you'd be good at that. You should do that. But I don't think anybody with any power. Right. I don't think I was on anybody's list. Right. You know, but I think there I was. Think you were. You do. Yeah. I think there was How one you point. I don't know. Man. But this says huh. you should have. And like oh, this, yeah? is, this shows this one, yeah, the one we do in, in my house is. But it says, yeah, it says everything. Like, sure, it's, it's yeah. If only I could have had a long form TV show talk show where I could sit with someone for about you, an hour. You don't need. You, you need an hour. You, yeah, 
You kidding me? I can do it in a few minutes. Yeah. But that's not the same thing. Did you do do Conan outside once? Did you host? Yeah. See? On the desk. Yeah, I did it. Oh, that's because I was auditioning for something. Right. What was the angle on that? I don't remember. Wasn't there a power outage or something? You know what? I think the last... No, it was like uh, it was a bit the talk show on the street. But uh, yeah, it was just me talking to people on the street on the desk, and then that became a segment on some local TV show where I did it. Like I did a bunch of them for like a local TV. I thought that was what I was going to do, just be on local New York TV on the Metro Channel. That was what the fucking Metro, Metro One something man. No, it wasn't Metro One. It was. I don't remember, man. It's hurting me thinking about it. Sorry, man. Didn't mean to hurt you. Oh no, no. But yeah, I think things worked out for the best. Absolutely. So, what do you? What, what's your big plan now? What's my big plan? Uh, just keep touring. I want to do stand up, but I also I'm working. I you know, I love stand up. Like, I there's yeah. no way that I could ever stop doing stand up. Yeah. I want to do stand up until the last breath. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'd yeah. love to. Die on stage? Not on stage. Maybe afterwards. Sure. But, right know, after. Just, uh, but I, I, I love it more than anything that's yeah. come into my life, other than my wife. Yeah. And uh, I, I, you know, it's it's it, it it's awesome. And uh, so, to me, what's confusing about when you say that? Well, I, I love stand up, and right. to, when I was a kid, and I would watch stand up on on uh, afternoon talk shows, I would see the stand-ups and then they would also be on game shows. Yeah. So I thought you just did game shows and, and TV stand up, yeah. and then stand-up. So job, the, yeah. fact that, the fact that I have to market myself for other things has been very confusing Hosting. to me. Yeah, uh, I, I like to host, uh, 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 but I've, I've, you know, I'm wor- right now I'm working on an animated uh, animated thing that I've come up with that is kind of you know based on a uh, little bit of autism and a little bit of uh, uh, just being an everyday person. Are you autistic? So, uh, I'm, I, I would say I've got a touch of the tism, but yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't like hugging. I yeah. don't. I, I don't. I'm not a big fan of it. Yeah. Uh, I'm yeah. not. I'm not. I, I'm definitely on the spectrum someplace, but yeah. I'm not, I don't think. Well, do I need help or anything? No, no. Right. So you're doing the animated thing. I, I'm doing the animated thing. I also cr- I created a. Uh, I did a a thing for A and E about my wife's family trying to get me out of stand up, and we did that. And it's why they want to get you out. Uh, they didn't really want to get me oh, out, but right. they 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 own a, they own a fishing uh, places out on the east coast, and yeah. they, they they think I eat nachos for a living. Basically, uh-huh. is what is going on. They so own they want, fishing places. Uh, they own they own. Uh, Oysters and clam farms. Your wife's uh, family? Yeah. And they do uh, crabbing and guide fishing. So, really? Yeah. On the East Coast in Virginia. No kidding. Yeah. So is that like, a, is it a big business? Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do very well. Yeah. Huh. With crabs, oysters, clams, and yep. guided fishing tours. Yeah. Uh, not, more uh, taking guys into fishing tournaments. That's why. Uh, that's why my one brother-in-law. Do you fish? Uh, not well. They laugh at me. I puke over the edge. And oh, you're yeah. not good on a boat. Yeah. So. So now you bought this house over there. I bought a house out there. So what's the plan with that? Uh, I just want it to be a family vacation house. My oh. my mother-in-law lives in it right now, and I just want to. I'm just. I'm doing renovations on it, and and uh, just turning. It's a. It's only like seven years old. I found it on a short sale. Mm-hmm. Didn't pay much money for it at all. It's just uh, basically a house in on a acre worth of land. Is it on uh, the water? Uh, it's a mile from the water. Yeah, and it's uh, actually a mile from the beach, but right behind it comes up the, uh, you know, the they call them creeks, which yeah. is from the oceans. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I it's kind of on the water. That's nice. So how much time are you plan on spending out there? Uh, not much. 
<laughs> not much. Just gonna have it. Not much. Yeah, I'm just gonna have it, and I'll be able to go there when I want to go there. That's that's the thing. I live out. We live in Long Beach out here. We live uh, in Belmont Shore. What's your and, wife do? Uh, she's in occupational therapy. Uh huh. Yeah. So uh, we want to be able to go out. She's she wants to be able to go home. So I'm fine, and I'm both, yeah, I'm fine with going to see my parents. So what they where are they? They're in Vancouver. Still, no, they're still in Terrace. They're, oh, they are? Yeah, they're still up in the middle of nowhere. So And they're okay? Yeah, I'll go home and I'll do a fundraiser every once in a while up there. For the town? Yeah, for the town. Somebody will be sick or somebody, oh, or okay. something, something's needed in the town. And Local I'll, boy? Yeah, I, I, I'll bring guys up. Maybe I'll just make sure that I'll try to bring you up one oh, time. Oh, good. Oh, thanks. Yeah, if you want to go. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. A, <laughs> that, that'd be great. Give me a call. <laughs> I'll, I'll call, <laughs> I'll call I you for it. fish. You call me to go up to a yeah. terrace. And also there's fish up there. I don't know if you like salmon. Yeah, I love salmon. Yeah. It's salmon time if now. You, do you- uh, Do you go fishing for salmon up there? Yeah. Steelhead, sockeye, springs yeah, up yeah. there. Yeah. Well, no, I know it's coming into the fish place. I go buy it. Mm-hmm. Copper River, uh, steelheads. Yeah. I don't know if steelhead's wild yet, yeah, yeah. but the king salmon, the troll king, catch. Yeah. Yeah, Just make sure you always buy, uh, don't ever buy farmed. Right, wild. It's always wild, never farmed. That's why, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, that should be a slogan for something, yeah. is it? Always wild, never always farmed? Always wild, never farmed. <laughs> All right, buddy. It's good seeing you. Nice seeing you. Thanks for coming. Goodbye. All right. That was Ian. I I, I never knew the guy, but I've known him for decades, it feels like. National Bag Radio. His podcast is available from all things comedy. Whew. All right. I I feel my guitar playing's gotten, like, remedial. It's always been remedial, but it's been a little kind of clunky. All right. Here's some... I'll play my... My new uh, Japanese Telecaster. And why do I qualify it like that? Is that uh, uh, insensitive to call it a Japanese Telecaster? No. It was made in Japan. It's known as a Japanese Telecaster. These are re- you know, newer fenders made in Japan. It's a Japanese Telecaster.